0: Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Autoline Daily for October 29, 2010, and now the news. Earlier in the year, we reported that GM and NASA had teamed up to develop a humanoid robot, and now it's ready for its first launch into outer space. The robot, named Robonaut 2, or R2 for short, will travel in the Discovery Space Shuttle to the International Space Station this coming Monday. Up in space, R2 will help astronauts perform tasks that are ergonomically difficult, along with jobs that are dull and repetitive. GM believes the technology could be used to aid in manufacturing and to help develop systems for passenger safety using R2's sensor capabilities. And earlier this summer, We reported that Italian researchers were riding shotgun in four autonomous electric vehicles, traveling 8,000 miles from Italy to China, and now the AP reports the journey is complete. Solar-powered laser scanners and cameras were equipped in the vans to help navigate and detect objects, and the researchers rode in the vehicles in case of emergency situations. The trip took over three months to finish because the vans only traveled 60 kilometers an hour that's only 38 mph and they could only drive for two to three hours before they had to be recharged which took eight hours to juice up how low will the television networks go over the years we've seen all kinds of absurd reality shows they've taken us inside the world of drug addicted celebrities they've chronicled the lives of people obsessed with plastic surgery they've even given us the inside scoop on Little people that own a chocolate shop. Now, according to Autoblog, NBC is cooking up a new series about a NASCAR family. Supposedly, it will focus on two brothers with very different styles that race for the same team. Man, jeez, maybe they should call them Kyle and Kurt. The network is currently trying to secure rights for everything the series needs. Tracks, sponsors, teams, and more. But if you're a big fan of stock car racing don't go punching up nbc on your tv just yet currently there's no word if or when the show could hit the airwaves you know sometimes risky designs can really pay off and sometimes not unfortunately for nissan it's quirky cube is proving that avant-garde design is just too much for some people. Autoblog reports that after a year on the market, the company has only sold 686 cubes in the United Kingdom. In fact, sales are so bad that dealers are not even required to have one on hand for test drives. And that number doesn't look like it's going to get any better either nissan has no plans to introduce a diesel-powered version of the cube and in the u.s the cube is not doing a whole lot better it's averaging just barely over 2,000 sales a month in an astonishing development the california air resources board is rating the emissions of the chevrolet volt several levels below other cars for example it's rated worse than a volkswagen jetta tdi or a toyota prius and it's rated the same as a honda civic there's two problems here In testing the Volt with the engine running, it emits a fraction of a gram over the limit for hydrocarbons. This despite the fact that Volt owners will be trying to run their cars in electric mode as much as possible, meaning those engines will not come on very often. The other problem is that the California Air Resources Board has set a 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty for the battery pack in hybrids. But the battery pack in the Volt only comes with an eight-year, 100,000-mile warranty. But, you know, that's the same warranty that Nissan offers with the Leaf. But because the Leaf only has batteries, it does not have to meet the more stringent warranty. As a result, the Chevy Volt does not qualify for a $3,000 tax credit from the state of California. GM says it will qualify for the cleanest emission levels, but it'll take several years to get there because first it wanted to qualify as an ultra-low emissions vehicle in all 50 states, rather than just concentrating on meeting California's standard. And to me, this is crazy. It's an example of overly complex regulations that stifle innovation and creativity and limit consumer choice due to mere technicalities. Hey, are Toyota's quality ratings going to go down simply because of a change in public opinion? We'll be diving into that topic right after this. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. My guest on AutoLine Detroit this weekend is David Champion from Consumer Reports, along with journalist Daron Levine, who writes for Fortune magazine, and Scott Burgess with the Detroit News. In the following clip, we talk about how changes in public opinion can affect the way that consumers rate the quality of cars. Did you find, as J.D. Power did, that people are more critical of their Toyotas now? Because that was astonishing to me in the J.D. Power data, that people who the year before said this car is terrific, after all the recalls, the unintended acceleration issue, and those sorts of things— J.D. Power saw, uh, showed a definite drop in what people were reporting on mm-hmm. their Toyotas. And I'm sure in 12 months' time, that really did not change in the real world. No. I think it was just that people felt maybe more honest than they had been before and were reporting yeah. problems maybe that they may brain, have overlooked. Maybe we in the press brainwashed them with all these <laughs> negative headlines all the time. They finally said, i got to come clean. I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> is it, it's got to be wrong. Is there a lag time on that? Is Will it... This has not been their best year for Toyota, no. and uh, next year in the survey, is that something that might start to appear or? We,
1: we, we definitely saw a drop in in reliability we don 't ask it, we say don 't include a recall if you didn 't experience the problem because we feel that if you get a recall notice you 've never um, had the problem. you can take it in at your own convenience, have the recall done maybe at the same time as a service or whatever, so we don 't see it as as a as a really big issue and recalls in general, I don't see as a as a bad idea. If there's a, a safety defect on the car, you know, please go out and fix it. Uh, we do uh, we do require or ask them if they have experienced the problem before the recall came out to check check the box. And when we look at the Toyota Prius, the Toyota Prius over the past 10 years has always had excellent reliability all the way across. This year, it was down to only average reliability for the new 2010 model year, and it was all in the braking system. So a large number of Toyota um, Prius buyers actually experienced the problem before Toyota recalled it. You can catch that
0: entire interview at our website right now. AutolineDetroit.tv. And that brings us to the end of this week's reports on the latest news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.